Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist, here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome back to another episode of Luxury Specialist. You're in the right place. If you're a team leader, you're an individual agent, you're looking to work smarter, not harder as 2023 is approaching fast. And as you know, goal setting should have already been done for the, the new year. However, it's not too late. If you haven't done so, we want you to start doing it now, today. It's never too late. It's never too late to turn a new page and start a new chapter. The Today's episode, we're really excited. We have a guest on, but just a reminder, a couple housekeeping items, but first and foremost, if you have a question for me, you're listening to this episode a month, three months after it was uh, launched, please shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. Michael at marketingluxurygroup.com is the best way to get a hold of me. Or for those of you that watch our Luxury Fridays, you can always shoot us a note on our chat feature. You don't have to download anything. You can literally just type in a question on our Luxury Fridays, typically Fridays at 11 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern. And again, if you know of somebody that would be a great guest, please, by all means, don't keep it a secret. Shoot me an email, nominate them, or perhaps that's you. Perhaps you had a breakthrough in 2022. You you launched a luxury division or you increased your average sale price. You have a successful sale you want to talk about. You think the other agents and broker owners watching would benefit, then please don't keep it a secret. Let me know about it. You know, we got a guest on today that I'm really excited to bring on. But before I do that, if you are getting value from this podcast, these episodes, please leave us a like, leave us a review. If we've earned a five-star review, again, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, on our podcast. Please do so. We can always use more of those. Just like you as an agent, don't be afraid to ask. If you did a great job for a buyer or seller, you can't make the assumption they're not naturally going to give you a positive review. You need to uh, you need to ask for it, and I'm doing that if we've earned it. Uh, just a reminder, uh, questions. If you are watching Luxury Fridays, you can uh, type your questions in the comment sections in future episodes and on our podcast. You can shoot me an email. Again, I'm your host, Michael Lafito. I'm the founder of the Lux Designation. We help agents work smarter, not harder, and increase their average sale price. From time to time, we bring on guests that are success stories, people that have in, invested in themselves, has taken our course, and they're actually implementing. And also from time to time, we have strategic partners, service providers we recommend. But today's guest, you know, there's an old adage, generals get paid and specials get wealthy. Today's guest, we're going to be talking about tips and advice for realtors, for agents, for broker owners looking to work with athletes and celebrities. So again, if you're in uh, Beverly Hills, it might be easier to work with celebrities, but you have athletes in the NFL 32 cities, right? And Major League Baseball and NHL, and there's also Minor League Baseball and, and, and the NBA, and there's tons of different sports out there. And athletes don't necessarily even live in those cities. 
So tips and advice for working with athletes and celebrities is our topic for today. And uh, no better person to bring on than Rod Watson out of Beverly Hills. Rod, are you there with us today? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me today, Mike. Hey, thank, thank you so much. Uh, Rod Watson, who uh, is with the Distinct Concierge Real Estate. You're out of Beverly Hills. Uh, been licensed. Tell everybody a little bit about you. I'd rather you introduce yourself. Uh, I, I won't do it justice. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Happy holidays to you again. Uh, thanks for having me. So, yeah, my name is Rod Watson. I'm actually from Houston, Texas, which is where I was born and raised. I've uh, been in the business now going on 17 years. I've uh, worked, you know, as an agent and also as an investor. Started out actually as an investor, licensed in two states, Texas and California. I'm married. I've uh, been married 20 years this year to my, well, next year in July. I've been married almost 20 years, so we're halfway there. Uh, yeah. Three daughters. Uh, you know, I, I live an amazing life and, you know, I really love what I do. And, um, you know, I'm excited to talk about that today. Well, thank you. As you know, I in, in my brief introduction, we're, we're going to be talking about tips and advice for real estate agents looking yep. to work with athletes and celebrities. Uh, I know you just had a big $10.5 million closing this week on a buy side. We can talk about that today as well. Yep. But uh, I'm going to pull up uh, your website for those that are watching uh, this podcast. But for those that aren't, uh, I will uh, verbally give it to you. You go to distinctconciergere.com, distinctconciergere.com. So obviously a lot of uh, sports and entertainment. And let's dive right into that. Um, let, what are some, let's talk about do, do's and don'ts. Obviously in Beverly Hills, there's more opportunities on the, on the entertainment side of things. But when you hear the term, because you see some real estate brokerages launch sports and entertainment divisions. Let's first, before we talk about sports, pretty self-explanatory there, but by entertainment, what would you determine would be the entertainment side of real estate brokerage and real estate agency? So what would be the entertainment side? Is your question correct? Yes, correct. I mean, the entertainment side is basically, you're going to be, that that specific is 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 big. I mean, it's a very broad um, audience when you talk about entertainment because you know, a lot of people know California, Hollywood is the entertainment capital. It's the Mecca. So you have everything from producers, directors, screenwriters, um, actors, talent is the term that they use, um, their agents, their business managers. I mean, it's a very broad, you know, network of people, very powerful network of people. And one, it's a, I would say that network is a little bit more challenging to tap into. I mean, it has to really be deep relationships. Um, sometimes, oftentimes, long-lasting relationships because there has to be a high level of trust for those individuals to turn their clients over to you and trust that you're going to provide them with the service and care that they are expecting. So I would say the entertainment industry is very broad. And, um, you know, California, specifically in Los Angeles, um, you know, Hollywood, Beverly Hills is the mecca. And, and it's, it's, you know, it, it's a rich audience. I mean, yes, there's a lot of, there is a lot of opportunity in that space. Um, from my experience, I've worked with a handful of entertainers. I've actually worked with more athletes than entertainers just because I'm a former athlete myself. But, you know, having the opportunity to work in uh, L.A. in the last five years, I've had opportunity to really see the entertainment space from a different perspective. I mean, you also have on the entertainment side, you have people that are really behind the scenes that are very successful. Some of them make just as much money as the actors do, sometimes more, uh, you know, so you know, have an opportunity to learn that side, make connections and build relationships has really opened my eyes to 
the opportunities that are there. And that's actually a space that we're continually working to gain traction in. So I've made some really good contacts between, you know, 2021 and, and this year uh, in the entertainment space. So we're really excited about what that's going to bring in the near future. That's awesome. I appreciate the insight uh, to define entertainment, right? I knew the answer, but our audience doesn't. And that's really what this is all about. Again, uh, Michael Lafito, they're listening to Luxury Specialist. We have on here Rod Watson out of Beverly Hills, but also originally from the Houston market. And, and, and that's important too. Mm -hmm. I want to bring that up because Rod, you know, many people, you know, even myself with our designation when they're teaching courses, people say, well, that's easy. You know, you, you're in this market or you're in that market. But in your case, you're a transplant, right? You, you, you weren't born in Beverly Hills. You didn't go to high school there. You don't have deep roots there. So you've been there a short period of time. And so, yeah. you know, in the past couple of years with COVID, there are a lot of listeners that perhaps their families picked up and moved to a new city, new state. And uh, so, you know, let's talk about Let's talk about the don'ts uh, when it comes to uh, working with high net worth individuals, period. But, you know, high celebrities, people that that perhaps maybe aren't even a celebrity as you and I know them as far as TV shows or a big time athlete, but maybe a, a smaller athlete or a business owner that if you walk past them on the street, you wouldn't know who they are. But perhaps they have a lot of employees underneath them. So talk to me a little bit about do's and don'ts when it comes to uh, letting people know who you're working with? Yeah, that's that's a great topic to, to discuss and, and great question. Well, let's start with the, with the don'ts. I mean, I think at the end of the day, when you talk about the don'ts, I think it's important to have a clear understanding of the value that you're gonna be offering this audience. And when it comes to the don'ts, um, I think things that stand out to me is, you know, do what you say you're gonna do, first and foremost. Stand behind your name and your brand, be consistent. Um, the, the last thing you want to do is put yourself out there and not be able to stand behind your service and your product. The other thing is. So don't over, don't over promise and under deliver. Don't over promise and under deliver. The other thing is transparency, being honest, keep, you know, being honest up front. Um, also, you know, things you don't want to do is you, you definitely want to be able to respect these individuals privacy, you know, and, and ask, you know, the right questions when you're speaking with either the talent, the athlete, or their advisors, and getting a clear understanding of, of what their needs are. And the things you don't want to do is share that information. The information that you're getting from them, that information needs to remain private. Um, the last thing you want to do is be sharing information about these individuals because that can ruin your future opportunities to earn income in this space. It's not like working with traditional buyers and sellers. I mean, you have very you know fickle individuals in this space. Small little things can really lead to distrust when it really comes around uh, privacy, discretion, right, and being discreet. And so the things you don't want to do is definitely overlook the fact that that is a big factor in having success in this space, aside from being trustworthy and doing the things that you say you're going to do and delivering on those things in a consistent way. Um, mm -hmm. The last thing as far as the don'ts is, you know, don't, don't try to, you know, be pushy in this space. Build relationships. Take your time and be patient with the process if you don't already have relationships in, in place. And if you do have relationships in, the, in place, the thing I'll say about that as far as the, the don'ts is, you know, never not put your best foot forward in any situation when working in this space. All right. Always make sure that you are going above and beyond for these clients. And 
just you, it's just like in sports, you know, in football, they tell you, you know, if you're a running back, I was a running back. You can't put the ball on the ground. If you turn the ball over, you're giving your opponent another possession and opportunity to put points on the board. So in this space, you have to be on your A game and you cannot come, you know, to the game and not be prepared. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great, great point. Confidentiality is yep. uh, is really important. Talk, let's talk about confidentiality. Uh, you just had a ten and a half million dollar sale. You represented the buyer. Let's say you're working with an athlete, a celebrity, high net worth individual. Again, luxury, by the way, those of you that are uh, joining us for the first time, luxury is all relative, right? So maybe you're in Davenport, Iowa, and you don't have $10.5 million listings. Don't be discouraged, right? So I define luxury as a home that is three times the average sale price for your given market. So if the average sale price is 250, 250 times three is in that 750 range is luxury. Now, ultra luxury is what we would define as a home or a condo or townhouse that's 10 times the average sale price for your given market. So, you know, you just had a $10.5 million uh, buyer you worked with. You know, let's say you are working with an athlete. They want to remain confidential. How do you overcome that that objection or, or that hurdle where the listing agent wants to see proof of funds uh, before allowing a showing? You know, I worked with the big time Chicago Bear recently. We helped them buy a home. I sold his home. And... And so, you know, when you're out showing properties, you, you, you don't want to name drop, right? You name drop part-time Patty, you know, uh, uh, you know, Dinosaur Dan, the listing agent, you, you drop a name, who knows, you, you know, unless you get a confidentiality agreement signed, and that might be your answer, you know, yeah. they might be posting that, hey, Shaq is, is looking at my listing today, or, or they post a picture of Shaq walking through the home, right? So what, what tips and suggestions you have when presenting that high net worth individual, perhaps that celebrity, perhaps that athlete that wants to see a home, or maybe you're previewing it on their behalf, right? So talk to me a little bit about that. I've gone through it. I know the answers, but you're the guest. I want you to talk about it. Yeah, so um, another good question. I mean, you know, for, for me, I think it really comes down to the relationship that you either have or you don't have with the listing agent, right? And being familiar with that listing agent. So if you're going to be showing properties to a celebrity or to an athlete, look that agent up, check out that agent's background, you know, see if they have a history of working in the same space. Typically, most agents that work in the ultra high luxury have had some form of contact in Los Angeles, Beverly Hills area with an athlete or, or an entertainer. And so Many of those agents don't want to ruin relationships. They understand the value of relationships with other uh, agents that they're going to be collaborating with because also it's very important for them because they also have to represent their clients and do their jobs and get the property sold. But in the event, how I handle the situation is very clear communication. I don't give the client's name. I let them know I have a client that is interested in the property. If the question does come up about proof of funds or you know questions about the client, what I tell them is, hey, listen, I'm working with someone that's high profile. And uh, it is necessary if your client is okay uh, for us to get an NDA sign, a non-disclosure agreement. The other thing I do is I also will put them in contact directly with the clients, which is my client's representative or advisor. So that could be their attorney, their business manager. Maybe it's the parent, the mom, the dad. I've had situations like that where they'll talk with them directly and those advisors will provide the actual listing agent the documentation that they need after the NDA is signed. So that's that's pretty much how we handle that situation. Yeah. I, haven't had any, I haven't had any negative experience. I mean, I've been fortunate 
in the five years and you got to factor in out of the five years i've been in california let me just be clear working as a licensed real estate agent since 2011 started in san diego and then i worked my way into los angeles once i pivoted it from the distressed market into luxury sales but um with with that being said um i, I just want to pinpoint that it, it it's just important when you're when you're working in this space you know being very clear about when you talk about representations and working with athletes you know you have to make sure that again you're protecting that information and privacy but you can do it in a professional way so with that being said you know i've been fortunate because you know two years i lost working in you know with COVID in los angeles so technically i really been in la three years and then within that three-year period of time we've been able to service over 18 athletes and entertainers so um i haven't had any negative experiences like that but you know understanding how to communicate and 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 understanding the importance of protecting that client's privacy is a must and you cannot compromise that you cannot fumble or drop the, or you know or, or um, make a mistake so it's really important to just make that very clear when you're communicating with listing agents um, in regards to protecting that client's privacy and i've never had any pushback in those scenarios situations usually the other side like i said they're used to celebrities coming in and seeing their homes or celebrity representatives inquiring about their listings. So they understand how to handle that process. But if you are in a market where that's not coming, it is very important to just communicate, hey, you don't give the client's name. You just express to them you're working with a high profile client. And will their client be willing to sign an NDA to protect your client's privacy? And 99 percent of the time, the answer is going to be yes, because the listing agents share a duty to represent his client in a professional manner. And if that means signing an NDA to protect their privacy, I mean, there's a high likely possibility that that client may end up buying their listing. They're going to do their job and, and abide by that. Now, there may be some questions, things like that, but typically they're going to say yes. Good. Now let's flip the script. Now you represent a, a high-end seller, uh, a luxury, you know, a, a probably a luxury condo, single family home, you know, an athlete, uh, you know, the, the news, you know, uh, the real deal, right? The real deal, LA, Chicago, New York, they're looking for celebrity. You're looking for athletes. They're trying to scoop, get the scoop when somebody lists their home. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I represented a big time, all pro uh, NFL player of the year, defensive player of the year in here in Chicago, you know, they're like, Hey, let's keep it real confidential. And I said, I have no problem doing that. I, I'm talking to their management when we're strategizing. I just said, but just so you know, as soon as we put the home on the market, they've already written about this athlete buying this home. So they're going to write about this athlete listing the home. Now, if we don't give authorization to use our photos and that sort of thing, you know, maybe they'll take something from Google Earth and and put a crappy photo of, of the home on there and and control the narrative as to why he's selling. Is he getting traded? What, what's going on? So we can roll that way. Or do you want to, it's going to be out in a day or two anyways. Do you want to go to them, be on, on the offense and control the narrative and control basically how they how they write the article? And so we, I don't want to use the word spin, but yes, spin it into a positive versus potentially into a negative. We were successful. The athlete gave the blessing on that. And and so in that case, you know, it, it was a win-win because the, the, the Crane Chicago Business, Chicago Tribune, all these other syndication websites and and big time publications outside of Illinois, they went with a positive story versus a perceived, hey, is he being traded? Why is he selling? Like all right, all the all the questions in the locker room, uh, we we avoided that. So I'd be curious to see 
what's your on the list side if you represented an athlete or entertainment out of those 18 sales in the last couple of years did you just roll it out and let people talk or did you say hey listen man we could get more exposure so my market at the time that market of the four million dollar plus price point was was still a buyer's market it wasn't a seller's market so we needed as much exposure positive wise as as possible how have you handled that well you know you just touched on it i mean specifically just as you elaborated as far as how to handle that situation using spin to get ahead of the media's narrative working towards creating your own narrative and i call it a unique selling proposition or what what is the value proposition as far as how we're going to position this asset and bring it to the market i've had those same actually i'm having that conversation right now with one of my clients who was planning to put on one of his big properties here in Los Angeles on the market in 2022 because we're being impacted by what's called a mansion tax. And that mansion tax is going to impact sales over 5 million to 10 million, uh, about four and a half to five and a half or five and a half percent if it's above 10 million. So one of the discussions I had with him, which is what you're sharing is, hey, look, let's get ahead of this. You know, um, you know, he he's a he's a highly sorry. He's a high he's a highly recognized athlete, NBA Hall of Famer. And I just said to him, I'm like, look, you know, you have an amazing estate. Bottom line is, you know how the media is here in Los Angeles. You know that if that that listings hit the market, you know, TMZ, whoever, they're going to run their narrative. So just as you shared, let's get ahead of that. I have relationships in Architectural Digest. I have relationships with LA Times, Mansion Global, and also Forbes, and then also ESPN. And so I let him know. I said, look, we can, we can create a nice narrative around this unique sale. Um, and I think the thing is, is as you shared, you know, you want to get the permission of the property owner. You want to express and, and make sure you're clear and explain to them the value, if there really is value there in presenting the home that way. Now, I've had other scenarios where I have clients going through a divorce and they didn't want that information to get out there. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or it's a different strategy where I use the term in basketball. We had to pivot and we had to focus on off market sale right you know trying to move the property in a, in a dignified way without with discretion without anybody knowing and what we were able to do is uh actually sell the property to one of his former teammates so um it, it's really about strategy and clear communication around what the client wants and what the client is comfortable with um because sometimes there are scenarios and situations where celebrities and athletes they don't want the public to know but in los angeles where i am la beverly hills it is pretty much common to see the celebrities being okay with actually beating the media, if you will, to the punch as far as, um, you know, how they're going to spin it, how they're going to market this, you saw how they're going to put the story out around this particular right. client or, you know, the athlete or entertainer's estate. I, I've never seen anything negative here in the media as far as I, I take that back. I've seen one negative scenario and it was actually in the buy side and LeBron James was buying a property and his address got posted all over the real deal. And I, I was very disappointed and actually kind of disturbed by that. But, you know, he wasn't on the listing side, but it, it, it's it's tough. I mean, I think at the end of the day, as long as the client is comfortable with it, it makes sense. You should move forward with that strategy as far as, you know, beating the media to the punch and making sure you're, you're leveraging because I think it's leverage, right? Whenever you can leverage that you have a star or a very recognizable entertainer athlete that is selling at home, everybody wants to write that story. So, yeah. um, you know, understanding who are the best, you know, writers in the industry who are going to respect certain things that you're going to ask and make sure that they're putting the story out that is directly, um, you know, what you and your client want is important. So you may also want to be doing your research on those individuals, but 
Um, we handle it just pretty much the same way as you just you just shared. I think it's all about making sure the client is comfortable, and if they are, run with it and you know use that to your advantage. Oh, thank thank you for that. You're talking about leverage, right? So it's it's, it's a lot easier with their permission to leverage um, a, a distinct sale or a a property in this case when you represent the seller because you can control the narrative and and sometimes name including who the owners is name dropping does create some urgency creates a premium absolutely uh, on on the price so is there any besides the typical pre-approving is there anything that you do when you represent a celebrity on the list side to go above and beyond to make sure it's not a tire kicker buyer and that in fact that buyer is qualified pre-approved talk to me about this what are your qualifications typically as a marketing agent as a listing agent when representing one of these multi you know million ten million dollar plus properties celebrity owned where some people might just want to get in there so they said hey i came i, I, I came through lebron's home or your shacks or whoever it is yeah yeah man it's important that you vet everyone that's coming through the door so one of the things i teach the team is you know, one, never be afraid to ask when someone is inquiring about a listing, specifically a celebrity or high profile client's listing. You want to definitely vet that individual. Um, we'll Google them, look them up, um, make sure that they are who they say they are. Uh, we definitely are going to ask for a proof of funds and we're going to verify those funds. Don't just look at the document and say, oh, they're good. Make sure there should be a phone number on that document with someone that can contact that can verify that those funds are there are available and you want to pick up the phone and reach out or there should be an email where you can email those individuals and make sure that there's a real person on the other side that's that can confirm that the funds are there um and then you know the other thing is you want to talk to the person and kind of get a feel for you know who they are and 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 find out a little bit about them and, and what what interests them about the property right because at the end of the day your job is to represent the client and to protect their best interest and as you just shared you don't want people that could be potentially working for the paparazzi or individuals that could potentially be casing the home to come back later and still you know to mm -hmm. attempt the home these things happen a lot in los angeles if you pay attention to the media here in the last two or three years especially during COVID, where we've seen a lot of home invasions robberies in the city and it has people on edge so you know we take that approach and you know google is a good friend of ours where you can easily look up someone especially typically people that are buying a 10 25 or you know 30 million dollar property um they may not be celebrities and most of them are not celebrities most of these people are highly successful at what they do entrepreneurs business owners you know people that that work in the tech space etc so um you can typically find out a lot about individuals just by Googling their names. And if, if yeah. they're not on Google, because there are situations like I had a billionaire come out to look at a property and I didn't know, I never heard his name before. And then I Googled him and I couldn't find anything on him. But then when I dug a little bit deeper and um, I asked, you know, for the financials and then um, I had my attorney run a search on him. And he's like, oh, yeah, this guy's tied to a Texas, you know, um, you know, um, hedge fund. And, um, you know, he's a low profile individual. However, everything checked out so you sometimes you will have to dig a little deeper but yeah. that's the process that we typically take vet everyone make sure they are who they say they are ask questions you know again it's your listing it's you're representing your client your client is expecting you to protect them and do your job so don't be afraid to dig and, and ask the questions that are that are necessary to make sure that you have a real buyer that's coming to you know view the property 
Yeah, you bring up a good uh, point too. You know, the, the client is expecting you. Their time is valuable. I mean, many of these clients will bring in a cleaning crew for the showings, right? And and the last thing you want to do is have them jump through all these hoops. Yeah. And you know, you haven't vetted them. A, a couple things. I recently had uh, a, an agent who I've had some interactions with, and they don't specialize in luxury, and and they inquired about a six and a half million dollar property I have, as well as one that I'm selling down in, in downtown Chicago in the Trump Tower. And, and he's saying, hey, I got an investor, he works for this hedge fund, and it was a unique, he wanted to buy, but pay something up front with the seller holding back some money. It just sounded, so I couldn't find anything on, on, on Google on this gentleman's name, because you know the, the letter explained things with the potential buyer's name. So one thing I did, Rod, is I went on LinkedIn and and this guy was from Utah. And there were four people that I knew from Utah that I was connected with on LinkedIn. So I just sent a little note and just said, hey, it looks like you're connected with this gentleman. Are you just connected or how well do you know them? Uh, because they're looking at purchasing some properties here. And, and one person came back and said, you know, hey, just connected through LinkedIn, don't know them. And, and I'm waiting for some others. So I'm doing some backdoor stuff because they don't have a digital footprint. They're yeah. not on Wealth Engine. And so I'm skeptical by nature, right? I I need to verify this before I even get them through the door. So some good points there. The other thing I want to ask you about is if we're to role play and my name was on a letter from a CPA or a bank and you were calling to verify, what does that phone call look like? I know what it looks like, but let's role play that a little bit. You're calling me and I'm yep. on a letter. I want to get in, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a banker, financial advisor to, you know, a, a buyer that wants to get through one of your properties. You're calling me. What are you what are you saying? Yeah, I'll pick up the phone. I'll call and I'll say, hey, Mike, this is Rod Watson. You know, I'm with Distinct Concierge. How are you doing today? And you'll say, hey, I'm great. Hey, uh, or you'll say, hey, who is this? Right. And, right. and I'll say, quick, you know, I'm reaching out regarding your client such and such. And, you know, your client has inquired about seeing my client's property and my client happens to be a high profile, uh, you know, individual and we just want to make sure that we're uh checking the boxes to you know ensure that your client is who they say they is and the funds are available in their account can you verify the funds X, you know that i'll say mm -hmm. that number reflected on the document and that those funds are available should your client decide to move forward with this purchase uh your client is stating that they're going to be paying all cash can you verify this and that's that's pretty much how the conversation goes perfect that's great <clears throat> thanks for sharing that and yep. uh, absolutely that's something and the other thing I have to say, too, is if you were the, the buyer's agent, I, I would give you a heads up. Hey, Rod, just so you know, I'm going to call to verify. So I don't want, you know, I don't want your client to take offense to it. Just calling to verify yep. that this letter is legitimate. Unfortunately, we've had some fake letters in the past. And so, again, I can't pry. They're not going to share confidential information, but I'm just calling to verify that they, in fact, did write this letter that was dated, you know, January 3rd, 2023, or whatever the date is on there. Absolutely. Yeah. I think on if you're going to be an agent representing a client and maybe it's your first go round um, and doing so, I think it's important to communicate to your client and your client's advisors because there are expectations sometimes, especially let's just say this celebrity or this athlete is younger and they, they've never bought a home before, but they're, they're like, hey, I'm such and such. They should just let me see the home. And you have to express to them you know, or communicate with them up front that these are going to be the expectations of the other side, meaning the listing agent and the seller. And they're going to want to verify that you have the money to purchase this property. So with that being said, we want to make sure prior to going and, and scheduling this show, or sorry, prior to scheduling the showing, can you provide me with a proof of funds? Or we will need a proof of funds and we'll need to make sure that 
the funds are willing the proof of funds reflect the last 60 to 90 days right yeah. and we also hear that there is a point of contact on that letter or if that person can contact the actual agent and the seller to say i'm here i'm you know i'm i'm, I'm contacting you on behalf of this individual i want to verify that these funds are and i'm going to be emailing you these documents with this information so if you have any questions please reach out to me so i think it's important to very be very clear in communication around what the expectations are going to be if you're representing a high-profile client buyer that wants to go out and tour properties. So just or, or have one of their representatives go out there for them. So everyone's on the same page and you don't run into those situations where it gets awkward because you didn't communicate with them. And they're, they're like, hey, I'm such and such. Why aren't they letting me see in the home? And it's like, well, you didn't tell me I was going to need you know to, to have to provide them with that. So yeah. And and believe it or not, situations like that can cost you an opportunity. So just to be clear on the other side, if you're on the other side, always communicate that up front. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. Always communicate that to the buyer, manage their expectations. Mm -hmm. And if you represent the seller and you don't do your due diligence, that can cost you a listing. I mean, yes. for sure. Now, I've had the situation, Rod, where the 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 buyer did not provide proof of funds but they gave us their name and there was a large enough digital footprint on them that through due diligence it appears that they would have the wherewithal to purchase at home and so i've had sellers saying without proof of funds don't no showing but even in those situations i'll go back to them if you were my seller and say hey rod i know you told me no showings unless verifiable proof in this case they have not provided that, but what they have, Rod, they've given me the name, they've given me a little background on them, and so I want to provide you with what I have, because what I don't want to happen, Rod, is you hear down the road that they bought the house and they wanted to get in your home, but because they didn't have proof of funds, I denied the showing, so I at least want to give you the opportunity to say, go ahead, Mike, based on this information, and you can do your own due diligence just like, and I'll provide you what I've dug up, and so... I at least throw it back to the seller to say no in that instance, because what you don't want is, you know, they're at a holiday party. They're at a, a, a neighborhood gathering. It's like, oh, man, I wanted to get in your home, Rod, but your agent would allow it me. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't want that to come back at you either. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you touched on it very well. Um, you know, there are going to be scenarios where you could be working with an ultra high, you know, net worth client. You know, maybe it's not athlete, but maybe it's someone that's successful and they're they're highly recognized in, in business and being successful. And I had that scenario happen. And, um, you know, he didn't want to necessarily turn over his proof of funds. He felt that he should be able to see it at home because he had the money and his stature. So, you know, I had to communicate to the seller to say, hey, look, you know, this guy's legit. Here's his you can Google him. Here's his information. I shared some articles on him. Um, he was actually a VC guy, you know, a venture capitalist. And uh, you know, he's almost worked a billion dollars. He's done really well. Himself. And um, in providing that information, then the agent was able to communicate with their client and their client was like, OK, we're comfortable with that. He, you know, um, and, and, and I think it just comes down to communication, really, about yeah. you know, sharing or providing as much information as you can, as you just shared about that individual, if they're not going to provide proof of funds. Because, look, you can run into scenarios where you have some clients that can be difficult. and They don't want to provide that information, mm -hmm. you know, and they don't fully understand. That's why I always go back to communicating to communicating up front set the expectation letting them know this is what is expected of you in this market it may be different you know different in florida it may be different in texas but in california because of the high risk of you know home invasions fraud all of these things we have to take 
the necessary steps to protect both sides. So this is why this is going to be expected of you. And so when you do that, it kind of lowers those barriers and, uh, and gets the individuals to understand to comply. But in the event, if you do have a situation like that, it's best to gather as much information. And as I share, Google can be your best friend, right? Or LinkedIn, as you share, can be a great for you to be able to gather information to present to a potential, uh, or sorry, to, to a seller or a seller and his clients. So therefore they can review that information and make a decision on whether or not they want to allow the individual to the home. So that way your client can never say you didn't make the effort to do your job yeah. to try. They can always say no, but at least you've handled it in the right way. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. Some really good insight there, Rod. I appreciate that. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, so, you know, let's, let's, let's pivot a little bit. Right. Um, yep. And so let's talk about, you just had a 10 and a half million dollar sale. You represented the buyer without getting, giving away confidential information. You know, would you mind sharing? Is this a, somebody in your database or somebody that you called on one of your listings? How did yep. you acquire in your market? this this ultra high-end buyer yeah well you know this was actually a, a relationship with a business associate um business partner um this was a high profile client played in that uh plays professional sports i can't say it's his or her name however um it was a direct relationship relationship referral obviously over the years i've spent working in this space i've built a name for my for myself and therefore that has built trust and you know as i've shared to, with a lot of people it's not easy to be successful in the Los Angeles, California, especially specifically the high, the, the working with high profile players, and individuals, everybody's trying to position themselves to work in this space. Or should I say a lot of people are at super competitive. So, mm -hmm. you know, I've set a staple one that I can be trusted. I know I'm competent. I understand representation. I understand protecting the client and their privacy and also make sure it's a great experience for my clients. So as a result of building that, you know, brand and, and 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 having that behind my name i've built trust where individuals are now comfortable to come to me and, sh and you know refer those clients and know that i can get the job done so it was a referral from a close source uh, within my network oh that's great well congratulations on that yep uh, now uh, do you do anything on the buy side or on the sales side where when you just sell that property let's talk buy side now do you do anything without name dropping forget the celebrity side but just do you do you do any kind of mailer to that neighborhood, um, you know, around there saying, hey, we represented the buyer. If you're thinking about selling, I might have that buyer. Yeah. So if it's if it's a confidentiality situation, we're never going to name drop. But however, if it's on the, if it's on the MLS, we, of course, have the opportunity because it is public information at that point. And uh, what we do is we'll circle dollar. We'll we'll form an area where we'll send out mailers, uh, letting them know that, you know, we're working with clients you know uh just like the client we represented in purchasing that property in their area and if that seller is considering or even thinking about potentially selling their property we'd like to have a conversation with them to see how we can assist them and probably perhaps put a deal together so we do take that approach um you know i, I tell people anytime you sell a property whether it's a listing or a representative buyer side that's gold that's your opportunity if mm -hmm. you are already working in that space and you want an opportunity to sell more homes just like that 10 and a half, well, it was 10.6 million, 10 million, 650,000 to be exact. And that's Malibu, and that's actually a low price point. So um, there are a significant amount of higher sales. I mean, we just had three, maybe three or four hundred million dollar sales over the last two years in Malibu. So um, it's, it's important to get in the game when you have a sale like that specifically and let people know not only did you sell the property, but 
you have potential other clients. And if you don't have potential other clients, then at that immediate moment, you can still communicate the fact that you did sell that property and that you are working with these type of types of clients. And then maybe mm -hmm. you can, you know, put a deal together and just be yeah. honest front with the clients. But yeah, we do, we do utilize that sure. approach. Uh, we found, you know, even just with your regular 600, 400, 500, a million dollar sales, we, we still take that approach and it's important to leverage sales in any market that you're in. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk uh, as we kind of almost wrap this up here, some really great nuggets here. Really pre appreciate uh, you taking time with me. Yep. Tell me a little bit about uh, some tips, you know, like, you know, keep it real simple uh, to review. Uh, getting started. We talked about don'ts. Uh, I'm a new market. If I'm an agent, newer or seasoned, I'm too in, you know, moving to a new market. You know, give me two or three tips that you would give to break into those upper price points, not even necessarily celebrity or athletes, but it could be some tips on what to do in your local market because we have listenership and viewership all across the world. Uh, give me two or three tips if you uh, you know, you have these relationships locally, but but not knowing what you know or not knowing what you know, if you were to move to Chicago, L.A., you know, from L.A. to Chicago, to New York, to, to Dallas, I know Houston's closer there. What, what what would you recommend for the agents that aren't working with celebrities or athletes, um, but they want to increase their average sale price? Yeah. One, I would say position yourself when entering any market that you are seeking to have success working with a specific clientele, demographic or price point by being very clear on the value that you have to offer. We use the term your value, proper value proposition. Really make sure you have that dialed in, right? And understanding um, that that is going to be your lead into being able to, you know, garner attention or, or work towards building relationships. So you definitely want to make sure you have a very strong value prop and, a very, and it, that is very clear on what you're offering. Um, then the other thing is, I would say, definitely focus on building relationships. Be patient with the process. It's going to take time. I tell people, look, if you want to get in this business and have success, if you don't have 10 years and you're not willing to, well, I should say, you're not willing to commit five to 10 years uh, of hustling and, and, and grinding and, and building, then you may want to look for another profession, you know, because it, it's, it's not for the weak. But there is a lot of opportunity if you're headstrong and you're positive and you go out and you focus on building real relationships build your database up. That's what I did. I took a lot of coffee meetings, met with a lot of people, bought lunches. I mean, how much is a Starbucks coffee? Or how much is a lunch at your, you know, local reasonable price, you know, you know, well, restaurant where you can spend 30, 40, 50 bucks. I know prices are higher now, you know, when you go to places. Yeah, yeah. But the, the point is, you know, build relationships. I think that's important, right? And also understanding your market, you know, spend time, studying the properties that are moving in the price points that you want to, you know, be selling, you know, know what the average price per square foot is. Go on caravans. When you go on caravans, introduce yourself to those agents. Let them know that, you know, you're 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 entering a market. You're wanting to work with other, you know, um, successful agents like them. Um, let them know, hey, I've read some research about you. Do your research on agents. If you're going to go to a caravan, Google that agents, you know, look them up, see what their past sales are. Find something where there's you have something in common with them or, or, hey, you may have you may know about that property that they sold or, or say, hey, that was an amazing sale that you get like compliment them that those things help build rapport. And it's all about relationship building. And then the last thing I'll say is, you know, if you want to be successful in the space, whether it's representing athletes, whether it's 
working in a, a you know in a, in a market where you're selling ultra high luxury or just luxury properties then you're gonna have to have a consistent game plan something that you know is gonna require and require you to be accountable for your day-to-day -day or weekly or monthly actions that you can track and measure and uh and have a partner or someone in within your firm or be in an environment where those people are, are successful and they have consistency at building measurable and predictable businesses. So it's all about environment, putting yourself in a place where you can be held accountable, having a roadmap to success. We call that a business plan um, and, and, and being in that environment where others are doing and practicing what they say they're going to do will help you begin to have success and break into that space. So I like to say evolve into that space because everything's about an evolution. It's about evolving. Like learn i read a lot of books read as many books read as many articles on past sell who's buying what's for what you know study the off-market sales talk to your local title reps to get data around what's selling who's paying cash for what and, and what properties are, are are trading for in your market knowledge you know um in a market is a very very key because look when you're talking to these advisors of these individuals whether it's a high profile client or, or a high net worth client they want to know do you know your market you know understanding what cost aggregation is meaning are you studying what it's going to cost to acquire an asset like this for a high profile client? What is the upkeep going to be right? You know, what is the potential ROI? Does the market show that it's going down or is the market soft or is this a good time to buy? You need to be able to answer those questions uh, when you're speaking with these individuals in the local market. So it's really about studying. It's almost like going to study for your doctors or going to college. Right. It's going to require a lot of attention, a lot of attention to detail, a lot of commitment. So you have to be on your A game and you have to be prepared to go all in. Oh, man. Wow. Some lot of nuggets Rod just shared with us. A couple things he talked about caravan. Some of you might know it as broker tours in your market. Caravan broker tours. You know, Rod, I teach a concept for agents looking to break into luxury. The old naughty by nature, OPP, leveraging other people's properties. And one of those is going on broker tours building your knowledge in the local market, your confidence, understanding the materials and, and all the things that you had kind of mentioned there. The other thing you used the word evolve. It's not there. You know, people are always looking for the, that was easy, the easy yeah. button, right? There's no easy button. It, it, it evolves over time. Right. And so you talked about a business plan strategies, goal setting. This is perfect as 2023 kicks off. So uh, just some really great nuggets. I appreciate your time. You know, yeah. Keep raising the bar in your local market. Love what yeah. you're doing. And uh, we'll, we'll have you back on again. Some, some great information, Rod. And, and again, we got Rod Watson here. Check out his website, distinctconciergere.com. Distinctconciergere.com. Uh, Rod, I, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Mike, man. It's great reconnecting with you again. Um, wishing you a lot of success in 2023. You know, you're definitely someone that set a mark, you know, obviously we, we, we had a chance to connect back in 2017 when you had me on your podcast. So it's great to see your success. Congrats on that sale with that high profile player in there in Chicago. I actually saw the post. So that was, that was on Instagram and that was major man. And I'm wishing many more to you in the near future. So thanks again. I appreciate it, man. God bless. Again, yep. you're, this is Michael Lafito. Thank you, Rod. This is Michael Lafito. You're listening to another episode of the luxury specials podcast working smarter not harder we'd love to hear from you if you're getting value from this episode or previous episodes please you know rod brought some great nuggets rod wasn't compensated he's not a paid guest he's investing his time to help raise the bar and give back and that's what i hope to do as well give back to you and so if you're getting value from it 
please leave us a like, leave us a review. Guys, what you focus on expands. Put together a powerful business plan. Look at it, update it. Again, this doesn't happen. It doesn't evolve immediately, right? It takes time. It takes time. Rod gave some amazing nuggets. My name is Michael Lafito. Prove others wrong. Until next time, you're listening to another episode of the Luxury Specials Podcast. Make it a great day. Take care, everybody. Bye.